welcome to episode 202 of the local meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how you doing tonight, man? Alright. Finished a apparently short mission in Gloomhaven, which I didn't know was possible. <laughs> a short mission that took, like, how many hours? No, I'm kidding. Uh... Hour 15 to finish the actual mission. Once we were done with the takedown and after mission things, we were done by like 10 after 9. <laughs> so an hour and 40 minutes. I mean, you know. Not counting that's like, setup. That's like the beginning of a game of Descent. Yeah, exactly. First edition. <laughs> but, yeah, that's alright. Well, I'm glad I'm, uh, your thing got done early enough to where we could talk about some of these sweet cards from the new set. Yeah. Get this get this done since unsure what our free time will be like next Saturday. <laughs> I mean, we're recording this as it should be. All right. Yeah. Why don't we just, um, uh, shit, I just threw a pin across the room. All right. <laughs> why, <laughs> why don't we dive into cards here? Um, oh my God. All right. I'm going to let you, um, uh, I'm going to let you just take the start it off here. Okay. You got to go hunt down your pen or something? No, nope, I'm good. I, it didn't, it, it, <laughs> we're good. All right. Uh, and we are now in the our flavor section of the cards we're going to talk mm-hmm. about. And first up is all of the colorless cards in this set. Uh, all right. <laughs> these actually have a, uh, a story thing behind them. Mm. These are all first year things that students learn when they first come to Strixhaven. Okay. They're colorless because they're brand new mages, and that means that it's they're really easy to cast. Mm-hmm. It is literally a lore thing, and I think that is kind of dope. I like it. It's like pretty all, cool. All of them are like they're not good on raid, right? Mm-hmm. But all of them are lessons, except mm-hmm. for the wandering archaic. I don't really know what that's supposed to be, but weird. Like, like the 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 main five, they're all lessons. So you can all find them after learning something, and they're just like they're just universal. Like you know, they're not good on rate, but they're something. Mm-hmm. We have five mana exile target all on permanent, three mana scry to draw a card. You know, two mana search library for a basic put in your hand. Like none of these are great, but they're like the flavor behind them is awesome, and they're just like the perfect cards to have in your sideboard to learn and find. Yep, because yeah. you probably don't want to main deck any of these. No, probably not. Like honestly, the the search for a basic is not the worst. No, it's perfectly fine. Like that one's like the closest on rate. Like all the other ones, it's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but if the, if that was actually made on color, it would be a single green mana, right? I suppose I could see it being one in a green though too. Yeah, like like everything is like one mana more than it should be, basically. Yeah, which eh, I suppose is fine. Yeah, it's all perfectly fine. <clears throat> Okay, uh, next up we have Secret Rendezvous. Um, I don't know if we need to read the tag. I'll just read the card anyways and stuff like that. Uh, so one white right for a sorcery. Uh, you and target opponent each draw three cards. Uh, flavor text, Strict Havens, five colleges encourage natural rivalries among the students, but some bonds transcend all barriers. Um so first, I'm actually I'm going to swerve the flavor here for a second here and just say, mechanically, this is an interesting card. Mechanically, it is interesting. I will give you that description. Yeah, just from the color pie implications and some of the things like that. But yeah, 
Um, I'm kind of going to use this as, as a poster child for some other cards in the set. Um, but I just, I just like the tone and feel of this one. Um, but I feel like a lot of this set, uh, a lot of the cards aren't about violence in some ways. No, there's very, there is actual violence in this set. Oh yeah, I, but, I mean, it, yeah. But there isn't that much. A lot of it is about, like, rivalry and mm -hmm. learning things. Like, even the yep. the five-minute Exaltarian line permanent, it's called Introduction to Annihilation. Yep. It's not about violence, it's about her screwing up learning a spell. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a student fail quite so spectacularly. There's potential in that. Yeah. And, like, there's a lot of cards like that, you know, and as I said, like, uh, even even though it ended up being a good card, uh, I really liked Cathartic Reunion back from, uh, what, Aether Revolt, Kaladesh, whatever it was, mm -hmm. for that reason. Um, it was just kind of, like, one of those, like, touching moments. And I feel like this card has that, too, and everything. There's obviously some other implications with this card, but, like, the, um, uh, you know, the, the schools kind of coming together on some of, uh, you know, regardless of their differences sort of thing but yeah you know just, just because you're wearing the colors of a quotations faction that you may not believe not be a part of doesn't mean you mm -hmm. can't also be friends with people who aren't in that faction mm -hmm. you know like you can even like extend that to like sports you know mm -hmm. just because you wear one sports team's jersey doesn't mean you can't be friends with some other mm -hmm. sports wearing team jersey or whatever yeah but Which, I, I mean, some people yeah. seem to think you can't be, you know. <laughs> God forbid you're friends with someone who likes the Packers if you live in Minnesota, right. vice versa. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't know. I like this card. Obviously, there's there's bigger implications than that, but um, uh, it's it's cool, and I like kind of what it represents about the set as a whole, too. Yeah, it's sweet. Mm -hmm. Next up, we have Multiple Choice. X and a blue for a sorcery. If X is one, scry one, then draw a card. If X is two, you may choose a player, then return a creature they control to its owner's hand. If X is three, create a 4-4 four, four blue and red elemental creature token. If X is four or more, do all of the above. <laughs> uh, I love the, how the flavor of this card is A, B, C, or D, and D is all of the above. Yeah, that's right. just really sweet in my opinion <laughs> yeah like obviously if you're going to be casting this card you probably want to cast it for five mana i mean probably right but I, you know because like any of the other effects are just like eh, not great but they're fine but like they're not great on raid but like you know having flexibility is a big thing it is like and being able to just like do you know, different, like, all those different things uh, is, you know, really, it is really good. Like, that's why charms are so good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Honestly, option two is the weirdest one, st just on reading, because it's, you may choose a player, they return a creature they control to its owner's hand, which means your weird. opponent gets to choose, which is not, you don't normally see your opponents making choices on unsummons. Yeah, that is unusual. Which, to me... To me, that makes it seem like that is there for a very specific reason. Like, they didn't want you to have a 5-mana 4-4 four, four mana war that drew a card. Yeah. I don't know. My thing is, I, what I think is, is that they did that so... Uh, I think it's a mechanical reason. Uh, is they didn't want to have an X-modal spell like this with a target ability in it. 
Oh, that's fair. Because because then uh, you can so if you cast after X's four, you get rid of the target and then fizzle the entire spell. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe that's how it goes, but I, I know, know it's it's less some uh, less sexy that way or something. But you know, I think it's a mechanical reason. Uh, yeah, like be, it being for that reason, I suppose makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's but still as awkward. It's still as awkward. It is still really awkward that you don't mm-hmm. get to unsummon the card you want to unsummon, especially for three mana. Yeah, like that's questionable. But I mean, yeah. you can choose yourself and just gain like you know, yeah. redraw an ETB trigger. So yeah. that's a thing. Okay, cool. Uh, next up, we have Arrogant Poet. Uh, one in a black for a 2-1 creature human warlock. Whenever Arrogant Poet attacks, you may pay two life. If you do, it gains flying until end of turn flavor text. I wouldn't be, uh, I would be kinder to my peers, Professor, but I simply don't have any. That is something that I am almost certain I've said. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that 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 specific flavor text is just. Does that speak to you? Damn. <laughs> that is that is like your level of arrogance. It's kind of up there. Uh, I guess I don't know. It's it's your level, except you don't actually say things like that. You I, yeah, you don't it's... you don't say the quiet part out loud. Yeah. <laughs> See, I say the quiet part out loud because I yeah, also have no impulse control. <laughs> Uh. All right. uh, next up, we have Confront the Past. X and a black for a sorcery lesson. Choose one. Return target planeswalk card with, with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. I stop myself. <laughs> uh, remove twice X loyalty counters from target planeswalker and opponent controls. Flavor text of Why Gideon of all people, why save me? And I mean, this... this is obvious why I put this here. <laughs> Yeah, this is like, a. This is uh, literally just another angle of the scene of Gideon sacrificing himself to save Liliana. So she like this, this card. Uh, you know, I, I regret we're talking about this card right now because this card should be a ten of ten. Like eh. the only place it fails is on power level. Yeah. Like, but otherwise, like this is such a good, perfectly designed card. You know, obviously confront the past, Liliana dealing with basically the, the whole survivor's guilt of the whole thing being like, why? You know, why? And what are the two effects that happen with it? You resurrect a planeswalker or you kill a planeswalker. And also what type of card it is? It's a lesson. <laughs> like everything falls into place on this card. I just, I love it. I love this card. I love anything that is calling back to that moment of the story like i mean say what you will about where the spark this the like the books or whatever like the general story outline of the whole thing was awesome (laughs) and and calling out with this and her struggle like struggle dealing with that i think is interesting for the character and i like how they're handling it and this card is just like this is just a a flavor home run in my opinion i'm a mechanical and flavor home run in a lot of ways yeah that's fair. I do question if you would be thinking so highly of the card if it wasn't revolving around Liliana. I would I... not. I would not be. But uh, it, the thing is, is it has to like 
it has it's to like, have that moment is the it thing. is it is intrinsically tied to liliana to the exactly. point of like this is one of those cards that i think when they made it they had a very very like this wasn't a card where they're just like all right we want this effect mm-hmm. let's figure out what flavor things to put on it well, i think yeah this, i think they're like entire card was built top down yeah i think they're like we want to make a card about this and they're like and put it all together yeah and like make honestly like making it a lesson is just like like a cherry on top in some ways like i love it i love all of this there are certain cards in magic that you can tell when you look at Mm -hmm. like there's like a lot it's a it's very very common with planeswalkers where you'll see a planeswalker Mm -hmm. like where they they wanted an effect and then they they figured out how to make work from there. Angrath yep. making army tokens, yep, right? Exactly. Doesn't make sense. Angrath was mm-hmm. not a bad guy in the storyline. Yeah. But they needed that to effect. Fit. Yep. They needed that effect to exist, and they made it work. Yep. This is a card that's not like that. Nope. It feels very holistic, especially too with the mirrored effects, and you know the and and just everything about it. As I said, love it. Yeah. Amazing card. Uh if you if you get a foil one of these, I want it. <laughs> Noted. All right. But, okay. All right. Next up, we have eye twitch. Twitch. Yes, eye twitch. <laughs> yep. I, I what your eye is doing when you look at this card? I literally had to look up and make sure I was pronouncing twitch right. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, black for a one-one creature eye bat. With yep. flying, when eye twitch dies, learn. Ocular mancers see the ideal potion ingredient. The bats don't see it that way. This uh, is a giant bat with no mouth, no nose, no face. No face. It is just an eye. And it looks like an eye that's just jammed in there. Like it's not like it, it doesn't even look like it grew an eye. It looks like somebody like took a melon ball or scooped out its face and stuck <laughs> an eye there. Yeah. It's a little messed up. How much does this bother you? Not as bad as some cards. Uh, like, like there's enough fantasy going on that I'm just not like focusing on it. You know, it's this isn't like the card pulling teeth, right? Where you yeah. like, it's like, Ugh. like this yeah. card's just like, all right, this is just on the on the edge of it, on the edge of being a little too much. I just this art, this art kind of jumped out just with how kind of like the thing is, is we've seen creatures like this before, but this one just has kind of like. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of this. This this art definitely stands out, and not for good reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got we got other cards that stand out for good reasons. That are there's a lot of uh, just just look at the damn art in this card. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so uh, next up we have um, unwilling ingredient, <laughs> single black for a one one creature frog. Uh, it has a menace, and you can pay two in a black to exile unwilling ingredient from your graveyard. You draw a card, and you lose one life. Flavor text. Don't look at me like that. It was either this or being eaten by a groff. <laughs> uh, Dino Witherbloom, mage student. <laughs> I love the concept. The concept on this card is awesome. <laughs> this is a nice throwback to the biology being forced to dissect a frog. Right, yeah. Where, like, you always, it's like the cliche thing, right? Where the person's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to do this. Right, yeah. And it's like, well, the frog probably doesn't want to do it either, but for but, some weird reason, we have to. But guess what? Now there's no choice. Yeah. Fun fact, I never had to do that. Me neither, actually. Oh, well, I was in school. <laughs> 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 
Savage. I'm sorry. You know how you just like say things and then think about it afterwards? <laughs> oh, God. But this card's cool. All right. I'm sorry. It's cool. I actually apologize. Um, I was thinking the same thing, actually, which was the funny thing. Like. I, I don't know. I just get a kick out of this too. Like just also referring to a frog as an unwilling ingredient just makes me laugh. Especially like you know the classic use of it in like potions and everything. Like this, I don't oh, know. Yeah. The, the flavor of just this card just all comes together. Also the effect I like a lot. I, I actually really like it as menace too. Randomly, it's <laughs> the one one menace. <laughs> Look at that thing. That is a menacing frog. I would not want to block that frog. Let me tell you. <laughs> Should give it menace and death touch, even as a one one. Medicine Death Touch is a one one. Just <laughs> yeah, it's like, guess what? You have double block. I get to choose what dies. Because right. you see it all the time, where it's like medicine. Men, it's like a two power menace Death Touch, right? Mm-hmm. But like, make it a yep. one one, and suddenly like, there's choices going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> all right. Okay. Next up, we have Hall <laughs> Monitor. <laughs> Hall Monitor. <laughs> red for a 1-1 one, one creature lizard shaman with haste we, uh, with one of the red tap target creature can't block this turn we once again have a raging goblin with upside I am personally insulted uh, flavor text no unauthorized summon, summoning no writing in the library books and absolutely no indoor dueling this is a lizard just look at this dude this is a pun uh, yeah, this pun is great. This is a very severe-looking lizard. I, <laughs> I mean, just look at him. Just look at the goddamn thing. Like, uh, just go look it up. It's amazing. Like, I don't know. And also, that pun is just a ten of ten. Like, the there are a lot. Of, they they took some really good opportunities on on some of the puns that they could do. Yeah. I think I think they took good opportunities in the puns yeah. that they do, but <laughs> good card. Good card. All right. Um, next up, we have this is like in green. We're gonna talk about a green card, right? I know. I didn't know that was possible. All right. Um, next up, we have the least sound green sounding name ever, too. Uh, yeah, we have Mage Duel, two and a green for a sorcery. This spell costs two less to cast. If you've cast another instant or sorcery spell this turn, not feeling green so far. Um, <laughs> target creature you control gets plus one, plus two until end of turn. Then it fights target creature you don't control. Uh, flavor text is, uh, remember the rules, no spells to the face. <laughs> so this is... It's weird that this is a green card. This feels like a red card. Right? Like, you'd like this feels like a red. The name sounds like it should be blue. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I actually really like the flavor... Excuse me. Uh, flavor aspect of this card. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you're in a duel, you're casting a bunch of spells, and yep. the more... You know, obviously this is supposed to be like a one-two punch where you cast one spell and then this falls it up, and yep. you're just going to gain advantage by doing that. Mm-hmm. I really like the little story slash, uh, yeah, story aspect yeah. of that, like what it's telling. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I, enjoy, I like that too. I think they did a really good job of this. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
next up, we have a Master Symmetrist. Two green green for a 4-4 creature Rhino Druid. This Rhino has reach. <laughs> Whenever a creature you control with power equal to its toughness attacks, it gains trample until end of turn. Tondo lost his very first duel and has spent his entire life trying to get even. <laughs> Man. So, for those who don't know, I have small bits of OCD. <laughs> yep. And the fact that this is a 4 mana 4-4 four, four just is so nice. I love... A 4 mana 4-4 four, four that rewards square stats with a square in its arc that's about symmetry. <laughs> like... Everything about this uh, card is just like, yes, this this is what I would actually be if I was a mage. I'm like, everything needs to be lined up. Like just why all of my uh, goblins need to be one ones or two twos or three threes. None of that odd. Damn two one goblins, right? Yeah. Like seriously, why? Why do they, why do they need to be two ones? Just make just make one ones. Why is Deathrite Shaman a one two? Where's the symmetry, people? <laughs> uh, man. Uh, I just think the card's sweet. Yep. Okay. Alright. <laughs> to follow up on some of these puns and everything. Uh, so, uh, next we have a Professor of Zoomancy. Three and a green for a 4-3 bear druid. Uh, when Professor of Zoomancy enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 black and green pest creature token with when this creature dies, you gain one life flavor text she's brilliant if a bit overbearing that is a bear <laughs> not I'm even sorry. like right. a bear like person no this is straight up a brown bear uh, i Doing... love i love the giant bear art i love the overbearing pun like I love this card. It just makes me laugh. Like there's so much art in it like with the set as I said where it's just like you look at it and you're like I just want to snuggle it. And like <laughs> weirdly I just want to snuggle that bear and be eaten. But you're you're not supposed to snuggle with your professors. It's highly looked down upon. No. They <laughs> they shouldn't be good looking bears. Take that one out of context. <laughs> oh my god. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Next up. We have a cute card. All right. And not in the Stuggly Bear aspect. <laughs> Closing statements. Three, white, black. They're really, really big on printing white, black uh, instants and sorceries that are good in the set. Apparently. Instance. The spell costs two less to cast during your end step. <laughs> Destroy target creature or planeswalker you don't control. Put a plus one plus one counter on up to one target creature you control. Flavor text in conclusion. <laughs> uh, this card is cute. This card is cute. I think that's all I have to say about it. If this card was like one mana less, I think it would be good. Like this, not not great, just good. This card is already good. It's literally murder with upside. I mean, it's. If you cast it during your end step, so what's I mean, otherwise that's otherwise that's five mana murder. Yeah, but what's the biggest complaint we always say about people? They don't use their they they think instants are overrated. 
Yeah, I know. Like that's a, that's just a, like I think this card's fine, but like if you made if you made this four mana, that's like rate. It's a, it's a harder to cast impale. With upside. With upside. Yeah. Here's the thing. This effectively is three mana, destroy target creature or where you don't control, put a plus one plus one counter on a creature you do control. Okay. That is all this card at sorcery speed. That's all yeah. this card is. Okay. I this mean, is three mana. I suppose I just play, I would play that. Card. I would play that straight up. You absolutely would. That would yeah. be like slam first pickable. <laughs> you know, murder with upside at sorcery speed deal. Yeah, I mean it's only doing your stuff, so you can't attack with the plus one plus one counter. Well, yes, but still, it is yeah. effectively murder at sorcery <laughs> speed. Yeah. It's just it's cute. It makes you play it during your end step because it has to play into the pun of it's your closing statements. <laughs> uh, I like it. I just like it all around, anyways. So. Yeah, I just like I said, it's cute, and there's going to be a lot of people who don't just cast it when they should. Right. I.e., in your end step. <laughs> right. I mean, if you have excess mana, cast them whenever. Right. But mm-hmm. being able to like double spell is super good. And this costing three mana to kill a creature is super good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next up, we have a Spectacle Mage. Uh, one blue red for a 2 2 bird shaman with flying, instant, and sorcery spells you cast with mana value five or greater, cost one less to cast. Flavor text uh, it would be a crime to withhold my light from the world. Doesn't matter. That art. I want to snuggle this owl forever like <laughs> that is just that has to be like one of the most adorable arts in, in like standard black border magic ever it is a very soft looking owl like <laughs> i'll give you that it is not this is not typical magic art in a lot of ways it looks so fluffy oh <laughs> uh, it looks so fluffy it's so fluffy i could die yeah. <laughs> like like even do, I if you take think care you of just the like ignore its face, uh-huh. this is some really good art. Uh-huh. You get the ice going on, the sparks going on, you know, a nice oh, yeah. Aven, and then it just has this most adorably soft-looking owl face. Yep, baby owls are adorable. This card deserves hexproof because nobody could murder it. <laughs> yeah, but okay. <laughs> All right, next up we have. <laughs> square up one and a hybrid simic instant target creature has base power and toughness four four into let of turn sometimes the most radical thing you can do is think inside the box i love a symmetry i love that this makes a four four <laughs> the only thing that would be better is if it made it three three because then it would be cute but four four makes more sense because there's four sides to a square. Yep. And it's probably better also. <laughs> oh, it's definitely better. Two mana make your card into a 3-3 three, three versus two mana make your card into a 4-4. Four, four. This is one of those cards that's just going to, like, you're going to get got when you, like, attack into your oh, opponent's 1-1 yeah. one, one, and you're just going to be like, I'm dumb. Yeah. it's just This is, this is one of those cards that's just going to get you on time and you're going to be like, alright, <laughs> you, yep. you got me. Like Mistakes were made by me. Alright, so that's all of our flavor cards. I don't know. I, I like the flavor we have in this set so far. The set has really good flavor. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of it. But, alright. We'll talk about our random miscellaneous cards that we want to have discussions about. So, uh, first off, we have 
Show of confidence. One in a white instant. When you cast the spell, copy it for each other instant and sorcery you've cast this turn. You may choose new targets for the copies. Put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. It gains vigilance until end of turn. This card is so close to being an actual storm card printed in standard. Right? <laughs> for for the deck that deserves storm cards. <laughs> like, we're going to talk about it later when we, in a future episode, when we talk about the Mystical Archive where they have actual storm cards being printed in Historic mm-hmm. and how everyone is shitting their brains about it. Here's the deal. I understand the Mind's Desire card. Really, yeah. really powerful. Banded Legacy, Restricted and Vintage. <laughs> it's not good in a historic format because you don't have fast mana. Yeah, it's you don't fun. have fast mana. You can't and you can't really go off as much. Yeah, it's like sure you could get lucky and Mind's Desire for like four and maybe hit an Ulamog. Yeah. Okay. Or if they yeah. don't limit it, you can do it and hit another Mind's Desire. Yeah. <laughs> this card is just sweet though. Like, Man, like I, I, I'll be honest. I, I didn't remember this card being on the list. So I'm like, oh, I wonder what card this is. And as I started reading, I'm like, oh my god, is there a heroic yeah. deck? <laughs> <laughs> like, all I want to do is just be like, defiant strike, defiant strike, God's willing. This, like, so this is like the perfect one of in feather for when you have like the six mana, right? And you're just like, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Man, like this uh plus vigilance like here's the deal vigilance is super underrated in the heroic style decks oh yeah like man playing the um uh the sprite dragon version of it like where you just slap the um uh there is the aura uh sentinel's eyes yeah plus one one in vigilance that card was dumb because it's like get through my 8-8 sprite dragon (laughs) that is smacking you in the mouth every turn yeah, being able to play offense and defense is a very key part of playing a deck like yep. Heroic or mm-hmm. like Feather. You know, like you yeah. need the ability to do because otherwise your opponent will just race you. And while yes, oh, yeah. you're probably faster and you're going to be like churning through your deck to get things to be faster, <laughs> sometimes you're not that lucky. I mean, basically what you did is you like you're like, I'm gonna put the pedal to the metal and you're like, we're gonna do that as the best we can so we're going to strip out everything we don't need like breaks like <laughs> and you just have one direction to go and that's forward yeah like you can't do anything else and if you if something goes wrong and you fail it's like well shit i'm going to crash into a wall like yeah <laughs> that's literally what it is but yeah. vigilance makes up for that it's good yeah <laughs> and it really does yeah okay. uh next up we have a mentor's guidance Two and a blue for a sorcery. When you cast a spell, copy it if you control a planeswalker, cleric, druid, shaman, warlock, or wizard. Scry one, then draw a card. Hmm. Does that list literally every single creature t- creature in this entire set? Like, is that what's going on? I don't get it. <laughs> Pretty close, right? It lists so many. Th- I mean, it literally lists, like, every type in magic that is a spellcaster. Yeah, I think that was the goal, obviously. Yeah, like I like I get it. That's what they wanted to do. It's like that's what damn. Yeah, because it's the it's the primary spellcasting class from each color. Hey, that's kind of sweet. Yeah, because cleric. So yeah, white, green. White, wait, green, yeah, right, red, red, black, black blue. blue. Yeah, shaman. Shaman kind of floats, but shaman shows up a lot in red. Yeah, shaman's mainly red. Warlock, 
Prime is black. basically yeah. only exists in black. So yeah, so I think cleric is white black technically, but yeah, primarily. So I don't know. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. A lot of creature types list on that thing. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we have solve the equation. Make sure I'm right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, two and a blue for a sorcery. Search your library for an instant or sorcery card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. So, I really like this card. Like, I don't think this card is really good or bonkers or anything like that. But I feel like two and a blue, search for a card, put it into your hand, is like right where things need to be. You know, yeah. like like fabricate is the card I always think of with that. Um, I suppose like black tutors are any card, so you know those are four mana typically. But like, I just you know uh, what is the there's a planeswalker one too, isn't there? That's two and a two and a white. But, yes. Um, and there's Call you know there's very, yeah, but like this is one of those cards that I'm like I'm like this is a very well not pushed is but very well designed card for doing what it does. Um, and I'm surprised this card doesn't already exist. I know we have better variants of it, but I, I, mean, I we, like, I like this version a lot. We have better variants of it, but we don't have better variants of it that are playable in most formats. Yeah. And this, you can put in a lot of formats then. Yeah. Like the thing is two mana is too cheap for a tutor. Mm-hmm. Four mana is usually too high. No yep. one ever plays Diabolic Tutor in Endgame, right? <clears throat> like, three mana, you can start justifying... You can start justifying playing something like this in, like, EDH or yep. in an actual constructed format. When This will show up actually, in EDH decks, I yeah, promise you. Yeah, when you're actually finding the piece you need, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, yes, there are better ones. You could... Yep play Merchant Scroll. Yeah, not everybody can get their hands on a Merchant yeah. Scroll. Yeah, not everyone owns Merchant Scrolls. I don't even know if I own Merchant Scrolls. But. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I like this. I think it's like, like it remind, as I said, reminds me of Fabricate. I love that range of cards, so I, don't know. I just think it's cool. Sweet card. <laughs> Alright, next up we have Crackle, Crackle with Power. XXX Red Red. Sorcery. Crackle with power deals five times X damage to each of up to X targets. Oh my gosh. So this deals nuke, nuke that one from orbit. No. Yeah, so this deals five damage to one target, or ten damage to two targets, or fifteen damage to three targets, and so and on. And you're so forth. likely not getting to to three targets. Uh, I doubt you're getting to three targets. Yeah, because what two targets is what two, four, six, eight. Uh, yes. Yeah. You need eleven to hit three targets, which is not impossible. I, I've cast Enter the Infinite. <laughs> and here's let, let's be honest with ourselves: if you cast this for eleven mana, your opponent's probably dead. Probably. Because I'm assuming by the time you have 11 mana, you will have dealt 5 damage to them that game. <laughs> I mean, even if you're casting this for, um, uh, you know, what, X equals 2, so two, 8, as we said. Like, yeah. that's, that is, that's some, uh, what's that card? The, the, the 10 damage or whatever. Like, you're nuking a creature for 10 and you're nuking them for 10. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a that, lot, a lot. That is half of their life. 
This card is kind of dope. It's, yeah. I just never dawned on me this card is effectively a strictly better Lava Axe. A strictly better Lava Axe. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. Y'all know I love yep. playing Lava Axe in my aggro decks. When there your you opponent go. starts the game at 15 life, things are easier for you. <laughs> Every Lava Axe just lowers it by 5. No one has if you have four choice. Lava Axes in your deck, your opponent should just concede right there. <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, all right. I mean, I've cast three lob acts in the same game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you got a giant eye roll because of it, too. Oh, Phil was very unamused with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything that makes Phil unamused makes me happy. We were drafting... Uh, was it Urza's Legacy? Is that the one with the hammer? What kind of hammer? Or? No, the hammer symbol. Urza's Legacy. Oh, yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, Urza's... Saga Legacy. Yeah, I think it's Legacy. Yeah, we were doing uh, one of those random drafts, and one of the patches is a, a Legacy, and I drafted three Love Axes. <laughs> I cast all three of them in game two against him. Uh, good times. Good <laughs> I times. love that story. I, I do too. <laughs> Alright, so um, next up we have Dragon's Approach. Two in a red for a sorcery. Dragon's Approach deals three damage to each opponent. Then, or so... Alright, I'm going to start again, sorry. <laughs> Dragon's Approach deals 3 damage to each opponent. You may exile Dragon's Approach and 4 cards named Dragon's Approach from your graveyard. If you do, search your library for a Dragon Creature card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. A deck can have any number of cards named Dragon's Approach. The shit is up with this card. <laughs> uh, it's a Dragon approaching. Duh. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so when I first read this, I thought this was just 3 damage to like a creature. It's like, oh, yeah, three mana sorcery, deal three to creature. Sweet. It's like, oh, this is only opponents. And each opponent. Yeah, that is noticeably worse of note. Yep. You know, being able to hit creatures is relevant. Yep. And then I'm reading along, it's like, exile four or more. It's like, is that a misprint? And, like, I read the whole thing, I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. I finally read the bottom line, I'm like, oh. oh. So after you've already dealt 15 damage to your opponents, you get to tutor up a dragon. I mean, granted, you can, like, Faithless Looking Bit in these cards. Yeah. Which might be better on raid. I have no idea. I don't know. Otherwise, you just cast a bunch of these and then dump that. I think, is there a dragon that when it enters, it deals five or something? Not necessarily in this set, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to just kill your opponent. Like just just nug your. Or what's that stupid dragon that does dumb things in this set or in the last set? I don't know. Just tutor up a Thunderball and attack them. Uh, no, from the last set, when it enters, it deals damage or something like that. Or I can't remember. I usually just cast Murder on it. Oh, um, that triggers off other creatures. Not oh, other creatures. Sure. So you'd have to tutor yeah. up two dragons. Yeah, you'd, have to, you'd have to cast a, or you'd have to cast a grand total of ten of these to tutor up both dragons. I, I mean, that'd kill your opponent. Well. <laughs> uh, it would work wonderfully, I'm sure. All right. <laughs> Deal 30 damage in ADH. Not Ooh. even killing your opponents. Right. It's not even good. Okay. All right. Next up, we have Grinning Ignis. Two in red for a 2-2 creature elemental. You can pay a red, return Grinning Ignis to its owner's hand. Add colorless, colorless, and red. Activate only as a sorcery. Uh... The joke of this card is that it is spend a red mana, get a storm count. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yep. 
you know, it's a throwback to Future Sight. Yeah, it's a yeah Future Shift card. Yeah, this was one of the Future Shift cards. It has been reprinted already, so this is but this is its first true printing, not in a remastered or master set. Yep. So now we know Burning Ignis mm -hmm. comes from uh, Strixhaven. There we go. We've learned things. Um, also, this is the only reprint in the set. Yes. Which is weird. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I'm a little sad. I love reprints. So. Okay. Next up, we have Bayou Groff. Uh, one in a green for a creature plant dog. Uh... Five, uh, it's a 5-4, and as an additional cost to cast the spell, sacrifice a creature, or pay 3. This card is... does not look like a dog. I'm just going to point out it looks like a bear. It looks like... it looks like a dog. That is a moss-covered bear. Look at those talons. I don't know. Look at those teeth. Those teeth look like dog teeth. That, that snoot looks like a doggy snoot. Eh. I think those teeth look like uh, bear teeth also. I suppose I have not looked inside the mouth of a bear I do not recommend it it's kind of terrifying <laughs> either way this is a 5 mana two, this is a 2 mana 5-4 which is kind of sweet mm -hmm. I love that it has literally no evasion whatsoever <laughs> it's just like I am big I am dumb and there's I a am wolf yeah I mean honestly like just spending 5 mana for a 5-4 already solid mm-hmm I don't think there's a way to cast this on turn two without just being down a card straight up. So I don't Probably think it's not. like a pest maker. But I mean, this this is easily, you know, like there is a theme in green black where like you want to gain life. Mm -hmm. And there are the one one pests that when they die, you gain life. So you can just like cast this, sack a pest, and then cast something else, which is just pretty sweet. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I like it. And plus, I'm. I'm not going to lie, I haven't really paid attention. I'm sure there are pacifism-adjacent effects in this set, so... Oh, yeah. Sometimes you just sack your guy for free. Straight value. There we are. All right. Next up, we have Exponential Growth. Um, XX, green, green for a sorcery. Until end of turn, double target creature's power X times. Get it? <laughs> It is literally that. <laughs> it is literally exponential growth, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's good, but it's cool. Yeah, it could be. I don't know because it's what four four mana to double. Four mana to double. Six, uh, six to six quadruples. If you ever cast this for eight mana, your opponent. Uh, it's, not, you... it's not quadruple. It's you know. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? Yeah, because you double, oh, yeah, double you're right. again. And then okay, you double yeah, that I, I just... times eight. Yep, okay. It's like, if you ever cast this for, like, six mana on anything with trample or any sort of evasion, much like the other X mana spell, your opponent's probably dead. Eh, probably. You know, it's really hard to dump a lot of mana into this and have them not die. Yeah, like... I don't yeah. know how much trample really exists in the set. I mean, there's the eight mana seven seven trample bookworm, which I don't think you're. If you ever double that thing, if you ever quadruple that thing's power, they're probably dead. 
Yeah, right. It's kind, like, kind of hard to take a hit for 28. Yeah. Like, it'd do a little damage. Just a bit. It is a sorcery, so your opponent gets to know what's happening, so this isn't just like an I win card, which is also nice. So. Yeah. Well, it's cool. It's exponential. Alright. I need to actually search for this one, I think. Og. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ogyar Battleseer. Uh, three blue red for a three four creature ogre shaman with haste and the tapestry one. All right, just find that so hilarious. It's like, heck yes, look at all this aggression. What? (laughs) (laughs) So aggressive. It's like, oh, it's like that's not like great on rate, you know, five mana for a three four haste, like, you know, but it's it's fine. They just like tap scry one. This is everything that Scryfish wishes it could be. I mean, except for five mana. Except for five mana. I like I like Scryfish. But it's an ogre. Yeah, I you think starfish are better than ogres. Ogre sounds. Ogyar sounds. Ogyar sounds. <laughs> I do like that he's an ogre, but it's called an Ogyar. Uh, it's a nice little change of, you know, things are different on I different planes. So. Uh all right, you're gonna make me read this. I mean, technically you did it to yourself because you you double read a card, but I'm fine with that too. Did so I? You did. Oh. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Well, I'm on the hook. All right. Next up, we have Cody Vociferous Codex. Yes, I did look that up. <laughs> uh. Which, by the way, do you know what that word means? I actually looked it up a few days ago. Yeah. It doesn't mean eat. It means like a desire to learn or something. Uh, it, it is um, loud, or it's a oh, loud, you... noisy, vocal, uproarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember. <laughs> Which is perfect, I feel like. Um, so this, this is a book that just yells at you. Yeah, it's a book that won't shut up. Uh, so it's three mana for a 1-4 legendary artifact creature construct. Whew. You can't cast permanent spells. All right. There we go. <laughs> um, four tap. Add Wooberg. Uh, when you cast your next spell this turn, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile an instant or sorcery card with lesser mana value. Until end of turn, you may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Put each other card exiled this way on the bottom of your library in a random order. Yep. <laughs> that's a steep. That's a steep cost. That is a steep cost. Mm-hmm. There's this card is just there's going to be so many people who want to make decks around this, and I just don't. I don't. Right. I have no interest in playing this card. Like, but, and, and the thing is, is the cards you want to use with this, like, like oh man, I want to use that sweet lava axe like card. Oh, uh, guess what? Doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first half works. What first like, half? You you can cast it to trigger this. Oh yeah, you can cast it to trigger this, but then like, I mean, you you can't hit it off this. What are you doing? You know. Yeah, like there's just a lot of. This okay. card is very cute. It is very cute. And like even in EDH, it's like super risky because 
that means you're not playing mana rocks. Mm -hmm. Or you need to cast all of them before casting this, but it costs three mana. Yeah. So. It, yeah, I just don't know what it's doing. Yeah. Not. Like, this card is. This card is another one of those ones where you're like, you know, you read this, and you're like, is this on custom magic Reddit? Yeah, like there's been a couple cards in this set, especially the ones with the hybrid mana cost in the middle. Oh, that yeah. like I look at and I'm like, oh man, like is this a custom card? Like, hate. just gonna point out, hate all of the hybrid mana symbol in the middle uh, there, casting cost cards. Yeah, I. I it's very, it's very functional, but man, ugh. yeah, I get it. I still hate it. <laughs> yeah, but okay. That's all the right. First. Next up, we have our right. best of the best. Which so do we want to go through these in order? Or do you want to? What one do you want to do first? I we got two you. this time. Two of them. We got two. One is I will admit debatable. All right, let's do the debatable one first, just to get All that. Right. Let's do the debatable. I th one. Yeah, I think my Liliana pick should have probably been here actually. <laughs> Although I do like this card, but okay. Yeah, this card is sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mercurial transformation. One in the blue. Sorcery. Lesson. Until end of turn, target non-land permanent loses all abilities and becomes your choice of a blue frog creature with base power and toughness 1-1. One, one, or a blue octopus creature with base power and toughness 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> Flavor text. For sun's sake, I just want a crab. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I started laughing during that because I just kept looking at the goddamn frog. <laughs> He is so hating on that frog. Uh, <laughs> just that frog just like chilling there, sitting there, and be like, sup. <laughs> uh, the, the frog's just sitting in the birdcage on the bird swing. And the guy watching is like, what? Uh, the funny thing is there's actually an octopus in a cage behind Oh, him. I didn't notice the octopus. So we have oh, the frog God. and we have the octopus. So he's trying to turn birds into a crab. Mm-hmm. And he's failing so miserably. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Like, this card is like I love the name. I like I love how the name like you know lives up to what the card actually does. I love the flavor text. I love the art. This card is dope. I love that a crab would typically also be a one four. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if there's actually any one for crabs, but like it just feels like yeah, it feels like there should be right. Yeah, uh, yeah, it and just like... feels like that would be like perfect for it. It's like it's like you want the split between them, but nope, you get the you get the frog or the octopus. Yeah, that's uh... I I approve so much of this card. Uh... All right, I'll I'll read the good tar good card. Yeah, you okay. you'll read the one that is. This is actually sweet. this is actually sweet in every way. Yep. Uh, so our this this is the ten out of the ten best of the best, and I'm glad this is the card. To be honest. Oh yeah. Um. So we have elite spellbinder two and a white for a three one creature human cleric with flying. Uh, when elite spellbinder enters the battlefield, look at target opponent's hand. You may exile a non-land card from it for as long as that card remains exiled. Its owner may play it. A spell cast this way costs two more to cast. Paulo Vitor Damaderosa, world champion of... 26. 26. Yeah, tw world champion 26. There, yeah. I don't, I, I don't do fake numbers. <laughs> okay. 
but um, World Championship card. Yep. This for, is, they're continuing PB. what they started with. Uh, I literally was thinking his name, and now I just forgot it. Javier Dominguez. There we go. Mm-hmm. You know, I really like that they came back to doing this. Me too. Like, immortalizing a world champion on a magic card. That is it's, awesome. It's something that people used to strive for. Like, it was the mm-hmm. ultimate thing that you could do, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, Patrick Chapin was known for, like, all he ever cared about was being a world champion. Mm-hmm. You know, he literally won a pro tour just to have a chance of becoming a world champion. And refer to it as a qualifier. <laughs> yeah, that's and like that is such an insane degree of like dedication just to become a world champion. And like trophies are great. Being able to have that like in the history books is great. Having your face immortalized on a card is just such a unique thing in the modern age. Yeah. Ro- Rosewater's talked about that um with the invitational cards and stuff like that. That there's been a lot of like pros and stuff who have 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 made done tons of things in Magic or you know or have achieved great things, and they they've said they're like the thing that is most important to me is is that I I was able to get my face on a card by doing doing this. Actually, the first one they did, um, he turned it down and was like whatever, didn't really take it seriously, and then like later on came back and was like you know what I'm really sorry this is actually important and I want to do it right. Like, because yeah. he realized he's like, that, that was dumb. Like, you know, he didn't realize how much gravity there was to that. And like, I'm glad they're doing this for world champions. I think that's a really cool thing. Oh yeah. As we said the last time they did it. So <laughs> what did, did you remember what PB won with when he became world champion? I have absolutely no clue. Cause the whole thing with, uh, Javier was, he was the fervent champion cause he won with Hazard the fervent. Oh really? You know, like that was his, that was like the whole thing. Like he was holding the world championship trophy that was actually becoming his sword. And I feel like Paulo was not playing White Weenie or anything. No, I mean, whatever. That's. Oh, yeah. It's just like a, it's just like a really, really minor, like, I don't know if I'm remembering wrong or not. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think they just make the cards. And maybe it's because maybe one of the things Javier's thing could be like. Maybe that's what he likes. You know, he wanted. <laughs> oh yeah, like he, that's the thing, right? Like, I don't like Javier got what he wanted. I'm yeah. sure Paulo got what he wanted. Like, it's just sweet that they're doing yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like so if you awesome. came world champion, it's like they'd be like, "All right, we'll print a card," and you'd be like, "Okay, just reprint Raging Goblin." Yes. <laughs> Walk away. No. <laughs> reprint Raging Goblin with my face. All right there, we are. You can call it Raging Champion. It'll be a 1-1 with haste and first strike. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Just this, this, the most amazing of championship cards. But this is this is also just an interesting card. Oh, yes. This card is really cool. Yeah. It, like, it's, it's very interesting. And, like, the decisions you get to make and then your opponent mm-hmm. has to make and all of the weird stuff that goes on with its mm-hmm. existence. It's... Yeah, I yeah I like it. But. Like, it's clearly they've been talking for a while about making trying to make white better and making mm-hmm. white have better cards, which has led to a lot of lol WTF when Secret Rendezvous was revealed. When what was Secret Rendezvous? Oh yeah, because you know you're a you're, you are down a card. Your opponent is straight up up cards. Yeah. 
Muckhard advantage. Yeah. Which White doesn't really get, but that's also why White is weak, so I don't know, it's weird. But like this one is just why white is, why white is weak in some amount of air quotes. Yes. But... In this exact instance, White has been weak for like a year. Okay. Yeah. I still have trauma. Anybody remember when Green was absolutely horseshit? Oh yeah. Remember like when, remember I, when, like I remember that. <laughs> remember when picking green cards in Oath of the Gate Watch in limited Oh yeah, uh, Battle for Zendikar. Would... Yeah, Battle yeah. Of would literally cost you in percentage. Yeah, like literally, like every time, like every other draft format, basically, it's always like, this is the best color, this is the worst color. If the worst color is open, you take that and yeah. you're going to do fine. Like, so the best drafters would were, were like, yeah, if you literally pick green, you are losing win percentage. You are better off having a mediocre deck of another color than having green. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and you want to know what was the best card in that standard format? A white card. What one was that? Gideon. Oh god, Gideon. Ah, uh, Gitter Poos. Yep. You're dead. Yeah. The unbeatable Gideon. <laughs> oh man. Like, I don't know. Like, some of it is obviously new people coming in and stuff like that, but like, people have really short memories. <laughs> yeah. With some of this crap, like it's just I don't know. And I remember when someone was complaining about red being unplayable when red had won the two previous pro tours. Right. It's like, and I'm pretty sure it put like two or three decks in the top eight of the next one. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. yeah, it's red. It's my, good. My days of not taking people seriously has certainly come to a middle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but... yeah. 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 I don't know. So, I don't know. Cool cards, we got through them. Uh, so what? I mean, what's your overall impression of the set? It's a lot more chill than Caldheim was. No pun intended. I mean, Caldheim was had a lot of chill and also a lot of no chill. We'll say, yeah, <laughs> like like there's a lot more seriousness going on in Caldheim. <laughs> there's a lot more like just heavy stuff going on. Yeah. I do like how this is just. It's more light. Like, yes, there is yeah. there is a big story moment going on. A dude is trying to bring down the school, as happens in literally every single freaking right. you know, magical school story ever. Mm-hmm. It's like, sure, I get it. Whatever. Uh, but, like, as I said, a lot of the cards, they just feel softer, we'll say. Yeah. Like, you like, know. This is based in a school. The people <laughs> doing things are younger things that they're going to be encountering are not world-ending threats. Usually, yeah. Usually. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is references to, like, drownings and stuff that happens on campus. But... I mean, you know, like, you gotta have that stuff and yeah. all yeah, because that's just how things work, but like, I, I like that the, the, they've, they've softened the edge on some of the stuff a little bit, and I think it's nice seeing that sort of, like, a little bit of a little bit of a lighter lighter edge to things. Mm-hmm. Um, do you it's feel? Nice. I, I don't know if I, if you you get it too, but I feel like with this said, it feels like they're kind of bringing some of that power curve that they had spiked back up, kind of ramping it down a little bit here. I'm definitely feeling that. Like yeah. I, I I mentioned it in the previous episode involving Liliana. Mm-hmm. If this was a year ago, Liliana would cost five mana. Yeah. Straight up, like she would be five mana instead of six, even yeah. with her additional spell mastery ability. Yep. I'm pretty sure the first time you said it, you saw it, you asked, is that the Planeswalker deck card? Yeah. Because we're I, so used to cards of being of such a high power level. 
yeah, like I'm ex- I'm used to guards being a higher power level, and you know, mm-hmm. even her, she was like she cost one too many mana, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. my current perception of how magic works. So yeah, yeah. and like Which... the thing is, they need to swing the pendulum the other way. Yeah, they do. They need to they need to bring it bring it back just a smidge. Yeah, like the power level of a lot of cards has been a lot higher. We've had a lot of banning lately, which some of them I don't agree with, but they've done it. And mm-hmm. part of, you know, bannings have a cause. Yeah. That cause is things are a little too strong. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I don't know. It was it was a grand experiment to kind of bump it up. But I'm, I like things tapering back down a little bit. And I like, as I said, I like, I, I'll be honest. When I first saw this set announced, I was like, eh, I don't care. Go away. Like, I, I. I had no interest in it. Uh, seeing it now, though, I'm actually I'm actually pleasantly surprised by it. I'm not gonna say that I'm like hell yeah, but like I'm like oh okay. I mean, I think a lot of the eh aspect was probably because you know all of the stuff with Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean, so like the magical school. Like I like how not Harry Potter this set is. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some people are like it's all Harry Potter, so. Oh yeah, because some people are literally incapable of understanding that the thing that is pop culture is not the entire existence. <laughs> yeah, but as my rant in the previous episode showed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Know. It'll be interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to playing the set. We'll we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, I'm curious. I there's nothing in the set that strikes me as like oh my god powerful for like construct purposes. Yeah. So. It'll be, it'll we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, we'll probably wrap it up there. So, um, uh, if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send an email to thelocometa at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. Uh, check out thelocometa.com for links to the Discord, uh, where it's always a good time. Our Patreon, if you want to shoot us a buck, and to the Locometa stream, which I think next week in podcast time we'll be streaming. Yes, so, I think we're going to hold off on our mystical archives for yeah. Another we can talk about that, but we'll we'll take a take a break on that and do do a stream. So, um, yeah, we'll put that on the Discord and everything when it gets closer. So, cool, John. Anything else before we wrap it up? No, I think that's good. Nope. So on that note, then we'll catch you.